0: Welcome to episode 112 of The Space In Between, and today we're going to sit with a new friend of mine, Stephanie Benedetto-Bandovani. We met, it was funny, you'll hear a little bit of the the story, but we met uh, through Facebook on a podcast networking group. And but we found out that we both lived in the Hudson Valley at this around the same time. We both have you know, moved away since then, but it was it was quite funny to find that reconnection again. So we'll get to hear a bit about her journey. There were so many parallels of of our own stories that was really quite interesting. And I have a feeling that maybe you'll be able to find some nuggets of your own story within hers as as she sits and shares with us in just a little bit. Uh, But few things uh, happening in Nomadland that we can let you know about as you're here listening now. Uh, We are in the midst of a little bit of rebranding again, I guess, my friends. So we'll have some interesting new ways of offering things to you in the coming month or so. So stay tuned. Our community program is still around. We're doing really beautiful things over there uh, at our monthly gatherings and, and movement ceremonies. So come join us. We're, we're just enhancing everything that we're already offering through this rebranding. So that membership will have even more more for you to dive into when you join now. We're already in the midst of of offering it now, but go ahead and come join us now. And then my Who Are You Becoming series, it's a six-week course that you can do, a self-paced course online. But then I am offering other other layers to it where you can work with the group and then you can also work with me privately. So there are three different ways of diving into who are you becoming. So that's happening now. You can go and sign up and then you'll get an email of when the live, the live calls begin with me. So those are two wonderful things that you can dive into now. And again, stay tuned as we offer even more great, amazing stuff for you. All right, let's go ahead and sit with Stephanie. Okay. So I'm here with my new friend, Stephanie Benedetto Badovani. <laughs> what are We just did a little tutorial right before we started, and I think I got it in there. So, yes, yeah, so welcome to the space in between, Stephanie.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Phoebe, as we've been getting to know each other a bit better here. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, my gosh. I know. Actually, I just got chills because
0: we met on a Facebook group that we sh- that we visit a lot for podcasters because you're also a podcaster and obviously I am, too. And then we had a conversation about you being in New York and I completely forgot about it. I'll be totally honest and I completely forgot and you reminded me when you said, oh, you're in the Hudson Valley. I was like, oh, how do you, re- how do you know that? <laughs> and you reminded me had a conversation. So I love that and we're here now together in Zoom land. So where are you presently? And um, maybe you can talk about physically first and then where you are in your life.
1: <laughs> I know. It's so funny. It's just, where am I presently? I'm like, where am I? I love that when people ask me that or, you know, who are you? So where are you really? from? I'm like, oh.
0: The where uh, are you from so
1: question hard for me, too. <laughs> yeah. Geographically, I am yeah. from Poughkeepsie, New York. I've always lived yes. in New York up until three years ago. Yeah, And currently, geographically, I am in Sarasota, Florida.
0: Yeah. And I love that because that's somewhat when I was starting to make my transition out of the Hudson Valley, too. And we never crossed paths. So I love that we found I each other. I bet we know
1: people. We have people I'm in common. I'm sure. I'm sure. We do.
0: I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so you are in Sarasota. And um, I know there's a story there. So should we just dive into it? Like how you...
2: Yeah.
1: So I'll give the not the the not short, like short enough, but not so short that it misses the juicy pieces. So (laughs) in, oh God, what year is it now? It must have been in, well, it was almost three years ago in March. I left New York. I left my marriage of 17 years to Mm. a beautiful man the business that we'd had together for almost 10 years that we ran together, an online business. Okay. And I left the home there to travel, pet sit. <laughs> and the way that that happened was I, I just knew, um, even a year before that, I knew that the agreement that I had in that life was ending. And it wasn't that there was anything wrong with it, which made it really hard, actually. It would have been so much easier at least in my mind, as I thought about the time, it would have been easier if I had a reason, if, you know, there was abuse or I was unhappy or yeah. none of that was true. I was living with my best friend, but I just knew that that marriage wasn't for me
2: mm.
1: and that I was leaving it and the life, my life was going to change. So it took me about a year to be okay with that. And okay. I didn't just want to stay in New York yeah, because I'd always been there I decided I wanted to see the world and travel. And pet sitting was cool. I love pets.
0: I've did you do always house... had Lots. Did you do the website? Um, I'm a... trusted house. Sitter. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> yes. I love it. So that's that's what I did, and I've been working remotely as a coach for mm-hmm. um, quite a while. I've been working remotely for years, so that was not changing. I just got to travel and pet sit, and I looked for places that I could go that were interesting. So I spent time in California, and New Mexico, and Seattle, and Oregon. I went to Portland a couple times. And oh, yeah. um and I went to Australia for two months, which oh, was no, super cool.
2: That is so cool.
1: First time I'd ever traveled by myself outside the country and ever outside the country for any length of time. I was in South Africa, not for pet sitting, but actually right before. Anyway, <laughs> I was doing that for a while. And Let's see. What brings me to Sarasota? So I had a pet sit in Sarasota that I felt drawn to, and I didn't know why. My dad lives nearby. Okay. So that was a reason to come to Florida. Um, but when I was here, and that was in December, I got this feeling. I saw a sign. I was having a really bad day, and I saw the sign, and it said something about home. And, like, it just hit me, and I went, this is your home. Mm-hmm. And I went, what? What are you talking about? I had plans to go to California for the winter. Okay. And I thought, does that mean I'm not going? Yes. Does that mean I'm not going to California? Like I had these workshops I was doing. No, I got, you're going to California, but this is home. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Okay, whatever. I've had those kinds of knowings before and I'm just like, well, they're going to show me what it is. I have no clue. So I went to California, but I had met a guy right before I left Their Brand new relationship, but I knew I was in a relationship after a week um, and several dates. And it was, Mm -hmm. it just blew my mind because it wasn't what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. The timing seemed wrong, but it wasn't. That was the timing it was. So when I came back to Sarasota, the two of us had planned to go to Japan in April of 2020, but it didn't happen because of the pandemic.
2: Yeah.
1: And I very quickly realized, oh, We're living together. (laughs) And it, okay, apparently. And so much of my life now, Phoebe, is like that. Apparently Mm -hmm. I'm doing this. Apparently that's happening. Because it's not coming from planning my life logically or thinking my way into choices or having goals. It's more, I mean, there are things that I want to accomplish and achieve, but it comes from a place of what's happening. What's alive for me now? What is the universe inviting me into? And so that's how I came to be in Sarasota. And I find myself, eventually we're going to go to Japan. I have two tickets. We will be going. Yeah. I have connections there now. I've made friends. Um, but when? I don't know. Maybe in the fall.
2: Yeah.
1: We'll see. But in the meantime, I find myself, oh, apparently I'm settling down here. We're getting a new <laughs> apartment. My name's on the lease. Oh, my God. It's official. <laughs>
0: that is wild um i'm just have such a big smile on my face for people who are listening to this because i you just are beaming with joy when you tell this story um and it and all i i keep hearing you is like as i hear like underneath it is this this word curiosity like it just sounds like curiosity has been leading you this whole time like you said, you weren't in this marriage before where there was something negative necessarily, like you said, um, but you just, it sounds like the call to the journey was there and you, you were, you were just listening to it and, and taking that leap. And so I, I wanted to know a little bit more about that, you know, for yourself, like you said, you, it was about a year, you said that you were experiencing this message or this call to the journey. Um, what did that feel like for you? Uh, if you can remember
1: when I first I can remember where I was I was in the Hudson Valley of course at the time yeah. I was at a yoga studio in Red Hook New York okay and I was in the middle of a kundalini yoga workshop that oh. I was taking it was a week long
2: that's yeah intense. I was a
1: kundalini girl for about yeah. five years <laughs> you know about that I could see the look on your face like yes. oh okay yeah, yeah.
0: that's now I, I know why you're getting these messages yes
1: yeah, so I was there and I just had this knowing, oh, oh you're leaving your marriage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, oh, no. But I kind of had known
2: mm-hmm.
1: that even when I got married, and my ex would tell you too now, both of us knew it wasn't a lifetime thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, why? I don't know, yeah. you know. But we knew. So I knew in that moment and I fought it. So here's an interesting distinction that I've since come to recognize is that there's this knowing, this guidance that comes from inside of me that's actually pretty neutral. It's like, yes, no, or I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's pretty clear. And then there's how I feel about it and what I think about it. (laughs) <laughs> Which is never clear and never, you know, it's like, woo, I might feel really great about it or I might feel really crappy about it. And in that moment, I felt kind of crappy about it because, oh God, I can't. I can't yeah. leave all these things. Um, but I made a promise to myself that if I was to leave, when I leave, it will be from a place of clarity and peace and not escaping and not anger. Mm-hmm. And not all the things, the patterns I'd had before in relationship, which were kind of trying to explode it so that I had to leave. Mm -hmm. So it had to end.
2: Yeah.
1: Which I'd tried to do in my marriage years before. Okay. It was uh, just, you know, now I see it as not knowing any better, but I just engaged in some behavior that was really hurtful because I wanted it to end and I couldn't just leave.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, But we stayed married another 10 years after that. Okay. And it was beautiful. I learned so much. Our relationship deepened after it. So it was not easy to leave because my ex-husband didn't feel the same way. And he saw me happy. And he thought that I was happy. At least he expressed to me that he thought I was happy because I was leaving him. And I knew like my days were numbered,
2: mm. you know,
1: and that was making me happy. And and he felt like, I think he said at one point, like I was dancing on his grave or something
2: oh,
1: like that's how horrible it felt. Like yeah. I was mocking him with my happiness and admittedly I could have been like, I don't think I was really listening to him fully at that mm-hmm. time Yeah. and really honoring where he was at in grieving the loss of our connection or the changing of our connection as I see it now. Cause we're still friends.
2: That's beautiful.
1: Um, But I left from a place of peace and I knew I was doing the right thing. There were all kinds of ups and downs in that following year and, and discovering what the hell am I doing? Where am I going to go? How is this going to work? Are we going to continue to work together? And thankfully the two of us continued to work together for another, I think over a year and a half before we sold our business and we were able to sell it and come together in those ways that mattered. And there were some bumpy spots, but, we're still friends, and our relationship still exists. It just changed status. Yeah.
0: When you were speaking, I was kind of just envisioning the both of you. You know, I, I like to have this this idea of that everyone's our mirror, and they're showing us where we're at in our life. And when you're talking about your own happiness, and he was in the space of grieving, it was it was almost as if you were no longer each other's reflection. You had been mm. each other's reflection throughout the process of your marriage even those hard times like you said you somewhat sounded like you self-sabotaged it for some reason but it was probably a lesson that he also needed to participate in and and it sounds almost like you were happy you you evolved in, in a way that maybe he hadn't yet and um it was just time for
1: you for that next step
0: is that resonating with you at all
1: It is. And also, I don't want to skip over the fact that there were some colossal blind spots I had in my life at that time.
2: Yeah.
1: So I see them now as really beautiful and necessary for my growth and what was happening. But um, without getting to too many details.
2: Yeah.
1: I was involved with a group of people who were really active in fantasy world it was like these were not just creative people but they like their fantasy was more real than most people's reality
2: okay
1: and it blew the top of my world open. it was all about fun and play and games and this and that right and it was intoxicating and yeah. i got drawn into that world and what it did for me was it helped me not to take myself so seriously and to let go of a lot of the heaviness that I was carrying about needing to do for others Mm -hmm. and having to this obligation to help other people. And I never really even, until I was 40 years old, I'd never even really asked myself the question, what do I want? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that's when I started working with a coach that I actually asked myself that question and hadn't even realized, how did I miss that? You know, I, I didn't I know. even get that right so so this these people were a part of that experience in my life. and because of it, my behavior was kind of erratic. It was almost like I was I was living in that fantasy with them for a mm-hmm. while, which was great because it broke me out of all my perceived limitations and showed me that so much more is possible. And I started really tapping into the aliveness of what I want to create and play. Yeah. Um, the downside of that was, that I kind of lost my touch with reality a little bit. Now, never completely,
2: yeah.
1: but there's like some crazy stuff happened. Yeah. And so that was in the midst of it. And my ex was saying, you know, these people are nuts. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he could see where this was going and he was right. But I had to go through that. And so there was a whole journey there with this new community of friends and and heartbreak and betrayal that came out of it and this whole mess. But it was so beautiful because it brought me to a place of, I thought that they were creating that sense of play and inspired living and aliveness. I thought it was because of those relationships. I didn't realize that I had that inside of me and that's where it came from. So I had to rediscover that. And I went, oh, I'm that playful person. I am this source of joy. I get to live this way as if life is a game that I'm playing, but I'm playing it attached to the earth, grounded, like here, fully embodied and here. And I'm here to do something because I want to, not because it's an obligation anymore, just because it's fun. This is fun for me. So all of that, you know, I want to own my own, I want to be accountable for the things. And inadvertently, I didn't realize how much um, my behavior was hurtful to my ex-husband. And Mm -hmm. it could have been. So, yes, I was happy, but I wasn't as compassionate towards him as I think I Mm -hmm. could have been.
0: I get it. Yeah. And you and I were speaking just before we pressed record about the theme of February in Nomadland of embracing paradox and as you're speaking to this that that period in, in your life I just I can see the paradox of of like you were saying the reality versus the fantasy and feeling this joy but then also losing yourself right almost that groundedness and then coming back to it um yeah I love it where how there you spend this I'm oh, sorry go ahead
1: there, there's been this journey for me of playing with the formless and the form mm-hmm. talk about, and those are not, there's not really, it seems like a paradox, but that's the cool thing about a paradox is that it really isn't right. Yeah. It's the form flows to the formless and the formless to the form. It's like constantly merging and emerging, creating and destroying throughout. Right. Yes. Um, but I went from very structured business according to the rules, following the processes and procedures. And I was like, not doing that traditional marriage. Yeah. You know, like all those things, like this is how it's done. And I went, no. And I threw all that out and I'm like, I'm not having any rules. I'm not (laughs) doing any of this. I could do whatever I want now. Right. But the funny thing was, is that oftentimes we don't know what we want until we give ourselves permission to have it. Yeah. And I discovered that that wasn't what I wanted either. Like I didn't want no rules. It was like, I didn't want no structure. Yeah. So like two years after that, I kind of spent, it was like being free and light and drifting a bit. And my overhead was very low. So I didn't have to make a lot of money and I didn't try that hard. And I didn't do all my internet marketing stuff and my fancy things that I knew to do. <laughs> and it didn't, I just started coaching and people would come, they'd find me and know, but I wasn't fully engaged.
2: Yeah, It was
1: good. It was really important, but I wasn't fully engaged until the last year, like pandemic. Yeah. Strangely enough. Yes. Um, so I've been now realizing, oh, I can create again. I can really engage in business and do lots of cool things and have impact and keep the play and keep the lightness and keep the fun and not have to do it from a place of obligation, heaviness, pressure, and rules that I never really were never really aligned for me in the first place
0: yeah oh yes have you read the radiant sutras are you familiar with no, them Radi- oh I have not I'll send you a link when we're done here but the radiant sutras it's it's um basically a conversation between the divine feminine and masculine and this idea of you know the form and the formless having mm. this beautiful conversation it it's powerful so we we threaded it through our february theme but um what i'm listening to you it sounds like speaking to the masculine and feminine it feels like structure like you said that you were almost in that role that um that was in balance of the divine masculine and then you went all the way to the other side with complete mm-hmm. formlessness and now it, you're finding this middle ground and because of the pandemic and i have to speak to that too for myself personally you know i i we spoke a little bit offline before about where I'm at in my life. And the the year prior I was traveling a lot and also used to used trusted house sitters. Uh, (laughs) and, uh, and then got grounded here in West Virginia of all places where I've never lived here. I have no desire to live here, (laughs) but family, I felt this call to family as well. And, and, um, that place of stillness is really uh, this playing ground for both of us to Mm. kind of choose now, you know, because we had to be still, you're, you're asking yourself, well, what do I want? What's important to me? How can I bring this into my life? And, and that, that I'm really seeing that as you're speaking, speaking those words, I can see that just like you said, you're beaming here today. And, Mm. um, and your words are really speaking that too.
1: You know, as you say that, Phoebe, I realize I'm not searching anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's a settledness about me that's happened in the last year that I've never experienced in my life that I can recall. Maybe when I was a little baby, Pop, yeah. perhaps. But just, oh, I'm here. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I don't have doubts and insecurities. I absolutely do. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm like, oh, life, life's got me. I'm okay.
2: Yeah. No
1: matter what happens, and that doesn't mean it all goes perfectly the way I want. Yeah. But that's okay. And I'm not reaching for something out there anymore.
0: Yeah. Do you mind if I ask a little bit about your your upbringing? Because oh no, not at all. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Because when you're speaking that and saying, I didn't know this. Maybe I felt it as a baby. I totally relate to that as well because my childhood was so tumultuous. It was very up and down. Mm-hmm. And almost like what you were saying of structure, no formlessness, and, and um, that external world was happening to me um, of that mm. kind of back and forth, and not really understanding the, the stillness, the groundedness that both you and I are um, feeling right now, um, because there was always a sense of searching, uh, because I didn't know what middle was, um, kind of that steadiness, that neutrality that you spoke of. Um, when you, you felt that you knew your marriage was ending, right? Um, so I, I'm curious to know if you also experienced something like that in your childhood too, that, that you didn't have that center, you didn't have that center point. And so you were always in search of, as you said. Mm.
1: Yeah, my, my parents divorced when I was five Mm. and my mother moved us. I have a younger brother, that's why I'm talking us. My mother moved us about every six months. She had new jobs, new houses, new places to live. We moved from school to school, always in New York State, but always moving. So I didn't really have roots that way. Um, And there was, my mother was, when she was done with something, she was done. It was like it disappeared, whether Mm -hmm. it was a man. Mm -hmm. She married several times. Um, by the time I was eighteen, she was married four times.
2: Okay,
1: um, and there are stories there. <laughs> She's now been married six times. She just got married for the sixth time. All right, mom. Um, and is your brother your ago?
0: is your brother your half brother or same? No, as-
1: he's my he's my same okay. dad.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so we were together till I was sixteen, and, and okay. I left. Um, I made a choice to leave the. The environment, I just, that was a knowing, actually. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I can point to with something that seemed like a big decision, recognizing, yeah. oh, do this, Stephanie, and not having any reason. Um, my mother had given me an ultimatum that I was either going to be pulled out of public school and homeschooled. I was 16 years old, okay. so I would be homeschooled, and I had done that before, and it was hell for me. Yeah. I was so... Separ- I felt so separated from mm. other people or I was going to be going to a Christian school. So we had, I'd been raised um, Catholic and then fundamentalist Christian born again, Christian oh, wow. um, for the last six years. So I'd been in a Christian school before too. And I knew what both those things were like. And I knew in my soul it was going to kill me. Like I just can't, mm-hmm. I was coming into myself and discovering who I was and, but I didn't know what else I was going to do.
2: Yeah,
1: Those were my choices. And I went to sleep and I woke up in the morning and I just knew I'm going to go live with my grandmother who lived in the Hudson Valley. I was living in Western New York at the time.
2: Okay.
1: And I just knew so much. I I marched down to my mom and I said, she said, so what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to go live with Nanny. And she laughed.
2: Okay.
1: She said, well, did you ask her if that was okay? And I realized that I hadn't asked her. She was right. So she said, go ahead, call her. Call her right now. And so I called her up and without knowing anything about what was happening in my life. I mean, I, they could have, I could have been a criminal. I could have been a drug addict. They didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. They invited me to come. Now, none of those things were happening. There was a lot of sex happening and things like that, hanging out (laughs) and sneaking out of the house and stuff. But you know, like I wasn't a criminal and I wasn't on any kind of substances. And so they invited me to come live with them. My mom drove me. It was in the middle of the year. It was in January of the school year. My, uh, my junior year of high school. And she drove me to the Hudson Valley to go to the high school that she went to and live with my grandparents. Mm. So that was the, during my childhood, I created a lot of structures and rules for myself to give myself some kind of sense of stability. And then I kept that as an adult, not realizing that I really didn't need that anymore.
2: Yes.
1: Um, mean, it was wisdom at the time as a kid for me to have that. So then I did swing the other way, like, no. And, like, nobody would probably accuse me of being, <laughs> nobody would accuse me of being really, really fixed and rigid these days at all. I yeah. definitely still tend more to the other side, <laughs> but I'm realizing in coming back to structure that, wow, there's freedom in structure too. Yeah. And that in committing to something, whether it be a relationship or a place to live or a career path or, uh, type of work that you want to do a client you want to focus on there's it lets you it lets me go deeper in a way that I couldn't if I was just open to everything all the time yes
0: oh my gosh you're such like mirror it's so crazy I love it I love it <laughs>
1: That's how it works, isn't it? We get to meet each other and meet ourselves again over and over. I know.
0: (laughs) I am. I'm so, I am. I'm so with you. I mean, different story, but very Mm -hmm. much similar in building that structure because, like I said, the externals was just so chaotic uh, and we both, you know, said, okay, I have to create this because nobody else is doing this for me. and then just to have that you know around the same time like for me late 30s where it's like ah okay I'm free out of my divorce and kind of went the other way and and then went the other way again um because I felt like okay Mm -hmm. I really need to heal because mine wasn't an amicable split it was Mm -hmm. not expected Mm -hmm. and so I I kind of went one way and then I went the other way and just put the rules back to make sure I was healed Mm -hmm. and now it's swinging back into the middle. I think I feel of of incorporating it all, holding what feels good for me and then letting go of all that other stuff that's not necessary anymore. So that's yeah. so beautiful, Stephanie. That's Yeah. So it sounds like you've had such a journey and you have especially this past year with the new relationship and your new home and um and and you're still coaching, but it sounds like mm-hmm. it's deepened in some way, or maybe you have new offerings, or what? What's your path looking like in term I mean, I don't necessarily want to call it a career path, but like, what is mm-hmm. your calling? What is your purpose? Are you getting clear, clear with that? And what's that look like?
1: Yeah. So I'm just going to get on my mini soapbox here for yes, a second, do it. Do like it. I think the idea of the the idea of purpose it's kind of overrated Mm -hmm. and it comes with so much heaviness for some people like what is my purpose I have to find out my purpose I'm like oh please your purpose is to be happy (laughs) yes and do cool shit that's it yeah like ultimately we can make up any stories about what our purpose is and those are beautiful stories don't get me wrong and I do I have one Not really anymore. I'm like, do I have one? (laughs) I used to have them. I used to think I went through a whole purpose mapping journey with a coach, which was gorgeous. And I learned so much about myself and it was a beautiful transformational journey. But now I'm like purpose, whatever, you know, just have fun. And so that is kind of what I bring to working with coaches, healers, change makers. A lot of them are also, Thought leaders, speakers, writers. So they're creating courses and retreats and group programs and they are writing books and things, right? To help them bring that spirit of play to what they do. Yes. To really create a business that's one of a kind that doesn't have to follow any rules it can. It has structure. It has a pace. It has offers and pricing that are completely aligned and joyful, and that it's created from a place of play and exploration and curiosity instead of pressure and hustle and timelines and deadlines and goals, right? Like mm-hmm. it's organic and unfolding. So that's kind of what I'm I'm drawn to do. And I love messaging. I'm also a storyteller and a writer. So those are all part of what I do. And whenever they come to me, it's, a, it's kind of a journey of creating their business and finding their their voice and their message and their authentic way of sharing it. I talk a lot about unmarketing. So forget about marketing, unmarket your business. You don't market anymore. Yeah. All you do is tap into what's alive in you and how can you share it? Period. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's that simple. And coming from that place, it might look like marketing and you might implement something we can call strategies, but it doesn't feel that way because we've gotten rid of all the not useful concepts about it um, so i'm doing a lot of that with entrepreneurs and also drawn to more to assist writers on creative journeys as well so that's kind of newer emerging okay. in the last just the last few months actually
0: i love it i love it so much all of the things that you said i love um, First of all, the purpose. You know, one of my friends, Anthony Johnson. We're doing a monthly check-in, a part of the podcast, and we're both actually writing books, and we're using this as we're calling it the author's table. So we're sharing about the process, but each each month we have a a topic to discuss, and we discuss purpose. And I, I love having the conversations with him because we're so different, but we can also really, you know, in that we're speaking different languages. But we have similar visions. And before, or after, I can't remember, but we were texting about, you know, I, I texted him basically what you said. I was like, could purpose just be for the sake of ha- having joy? And he was sort of like, um, yeah. I think that's passion. And we had, and then we ended up having a whole conversation of passion versus purpose. Uh, mm. But I, I sit with that belief of uh, with you, I'm aligned with that. You know, sometimes we're just here to have fun.
1: <laughs> and to, Well, it doesn't mean that I say, don't have a game I want to play. No, that's like, what I mean. Like, oh, yeah. I want to change the world. Like yeah. hell yeah! But, but that's yeah. not my purpose. Yeah. You no, know, it's
0: yeah different. Yeah, it can be light. It can be light and joyful. That's that's what I'm getting at. Uh, but yeah, it can be light and joyful. And um, and I love the idea of what you said, unmarketing yourself or your your business, because yeah. um, have you been on Clubhouse yet? Do you know? Of I have not.
1: I have an invite, but okay. I don't have an iPhone
0: oh, <laughs> or no. iDevice. We can't be friends. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have other friends who are green. Green texts. <laughs> um, well, if you ever get an iPhone, I highly recommend it because we have. You heard? About, I guess you know a little mm-hmm. bit about yes. it. Yes. Um, but I've been listening. I just joined about a week or so ago, not even a week ago, and listening to all these conversations about, you know, how to market your business and all these different strategies. And it's really exciting, but at the same time, a bit depleting and draining because mm. what you said, the joy, I, I think it's really important to have joy. Remember joy is in everything. The creati- creativity mm. is, in, is in business. We actually had a conversation last night in our group about, you know, even the business stuff that feels icky can be creative.
1: It can be joyful. Mm, so, yes, because so. it's the it's the way we think about it that yeah. feels icky yeah. or boring or not creative. And that is completely made up. Yeah. So let's make up something different.
0: Yeah. So I love that. Do you have like a quick little tool to share with people listening if they feel that something's icky and to hmm. shift that perspective if there's?
1: Yeah, so what I would say, so here's the here's the confusion that I had for a really long time and I mm-hmm. still have um, on a daily basis that I think that what I'm thinking and feeling has something to do with what's happening around me. So let's say that I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling really insecure. What my mind does immediately is, oh, it's because my partner didn't do the dishes last night or, oh, it's because I had a bad dream or, oh, it's because of this. So that's what the mind does. It's supposed to work like that. It mm-hmm. looks for connections. Mm-hmm. It's a little machine that does that. Yeah. But what's happened is I am in this moment feeling what I'm thinking, which yeah. is probably I'm insecure. I'm not safe. Now it's not necessarily a conscious thought. It's so. Yeah. It's more yeah. like energetic thing, right? That's what I'm yeah. feeling. All of that is so transitory. It just moves through unless yeah. I start messing with it and yeah. struggling with it and saying, I'm not going to feel that. I'm going to yeah. feel this, right? Yeah. So if you're feeling that tightness, it just means that you're caught up in your thinking about something. It means that You have thoughts that have painful feelings that come with them. So just notice that and come back to now. Probably you're either in the past or in the future. Where Mm -hmm. are you? Come back to now. Breathing is a great way to do that. Just taking a breath immediately puts us more in our bodies. Everything is easier from the present. And it's from the present that you'll know what you know. And Mm -hmm. as I was talking about, either it's this, this knowing of, do I know what, what do I know? And maybe you don't. If you're really s- swirling in all of this and really emotional, it's not a time to make decisions. The mind is going to want you to fix it fast. The mind, my mind is going <laughs> to say, oh my God, I'm feeling terrible. We have got to do something. Got to, no, got to make a choice. No, slow down yeah. and just stop yeah. and wait until you're settled. And then from there in that space, the space of now, you'll find what you do know. And it'll drop in when you have the space for it.
0: Yes. I love it. I very much were there with you. And in that in that piece, you know, physio, um, there's a lot. There's a dog barking. Sorry. Apologies. <laughs> but I like dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, podcast people, our audience, <laughs> there's a dog barking. That's not your neighbor's dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so when we have that experience, our body actually releases, you know, if we're feeling stress, our body releases those yes. hormones and we mm-hmm. experience it for 90 seconds. And then, and then it, like you said, it becomes a choice to stay in that loop. Mm. And then, and then it is, it's, a, it, we might not be conscious of it, but we are making that choice to stay tangled up in it. And so that reminder of what you just said of I'm here now, Um, is just to, helps you detangle from that, right? It helps you to regulate your hormones again and and keep you out of that mental loop. I love it, yeah.
1: And even if calculating or calculating, cultivating this experience of being the observer or the watcher, right, is why meditation is so helpful. Mm -hmm. Not because it in itself is magical, but if we can be in our lives like that and notice when we're getting caught up, Just noticing you're not as stuck in it as you were if you didn't even notice. Because when I'm not noticing, I think that my world is anger Mm
2: -hmm. or fear.
1: I think that's true. But when I see myself doing it, even if I'm still stuck in it and I can't get out, there's a huge difference. There's a space and that space, there's a universe of difference in that space. It's huge. So that in itself is really, really powerful. So eventually, if I notice myself doing it, I'll stop because I know it doesn't feel good. Oh, I don't have to think that. Mm-hmm. What else could I think? And it's because we're, we're actually our natural state is to come back to that place of home. Yeah. And we've just forgotten it. So when we notice, it does happen. So I don't know if that sounds like enough of a tool, but it's a powerful one. It is.
0: it is It really is. And it always comes back to the space in between. And you just organically mm. went there. to the space. <gasps> I in did. Between. Yeah. Because I sometimes ask about people, like, what is the space in between for you? And we just, we entered it in
1: right there. <gasps> How cool. <laughs>
0: the portal into the entire universe for
1: you. Yeah, it's the space, the silence between the notes of music. Mm-hmm the nothingness between thoughts the the stillness of what's underneath everything that's nothing yeah I love it I know I'm making these faces like I know you're like yeah I said that (laughs) let's let's get all trippy it's not that I said that I'm like I get to feel that when I say it I'm like touching it I go oh yeah give me that yeah give me some Oh,
0: my gosh, you have to come to my movement practice, my Movement 109 practice. You will have so much fun because we do a cool. whole dance between movement and stillness so that you can experience, you, you, as mm-hmm. you said, just touch on it and dive into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Ooh, yes. So I love it. Um, so what else? I mean, you're really it sounds like you're really being super present right now in your life and you are following the little curious joy breadcrumbs and just <laughs> staying with that uh but is there anything that you are you know aspiring or calling into your life or manifesting whatever word it is that resonates with you
1: mm, that's an interesting question I like that question Phoebe Ah, thanks i calling in I feel like entering into 2021, I am inviting collaborations, joyful co-creations that surprise and delight me. That I have, I'm just inviting that and just sort of noticing who's responding, who's showing up in my life. Like, oh, here's this beautiful Phoebe. Well, that's interesting. We're creating something right now. We are. How amazing. And just sharing from my own what's alive for me putting it out there and seeing who responds yeah what's what's happening in that and then playing so that's that's really I'm, I'm asking for more of that and like I'm like okay I'm ready to make some money again you know I spent a couple of years of like laying back and being And I'm like no okay now now I'm adding more of them turning up the money game again yeah and that's fun you know and doing it without the pressure and heaviness that I used to do it with yeah. And fear. Oh, God. Oh, Even the last couple related. weeks uh, moving. Right. Yeah. I'm like, OK, now I'm going to have more expenses and all that crap came up. Mm-hmm. It was like but I watched myself do it. I watched myself feel fear and then go. It's the money. It's this. Somebody email me. I watched it. My brain like yeah. it's not any of those things. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I saw that I really thought that I had to be afraid of being poor in order to get myself to make money or being afraid, like create fear to get myself to make money. And I went, oh, well then of course it would make sense that I'd feel afraid because I'm actually doing what I'm doing to take care of myself based on how it looks to me. Oh, what if that's not true? And so all of this stuff is dropping away very recently in an exploration I've been having. And it's it's mind blowing actually. Ah.
0: I love that. Can you repeat that again? If you remember, you said fear of being poor.
1: Yeah, like I need to have the fear of being poor. Yeah, in order to get myself to make money. Yeah, and well, if I believe that would true, it would make it would be totally make sense for me to scare myself. I was scaring myself. This is what I see in business, and a lot of times it's money, but it's not always money that we're so used to thinking that I need the pressure, the deadlines, the fear of what happens if I don't do it in order to motivate myself to do things. Yeah. And if that's all I've known, of course, I'm going to use that to motivate myself. Yeah. So a lot of what I do with my client playmates, as I call them, is to invite the experiment of what if you drop the pressure mm-hmm. because there's a whole other motivation that's possible motivations like creativity and curiosity and inspiration and contribution and all these beautiful things. We don't have to have fear in order to do what we want to do.
0: Yeah. I am so with you on that, especially around money. There's so, I actually just read a book, the one of those like badass, you're a badass at making money. I can't remember the mm-hmm. name of it, but you know that book. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's just changing your mindset around, uh, around money or anything really that you want to, you know, create or manifest in your life. But it is, it always comes down to fear. And I'm also, uh, and so a lot has shifted for me too. I'm sort of on the same timeline with you again, in terms of that, because of um, a couple of other things that are shifting. But I'm also curious how you're feeling about Like, even though you've been living with your partner since the pandemic, but now you're going into a home together. And did that bring up stuff
1: for you or for him? No, surprisingly, it didn't. That shocked me because I'll tell you, there was another relationship in between my ex-husband and this partner I have now, there was a beautiful man who I, we traveled together for a while. And then I, we lived together for about eight months. So there was like about a year, a little over a year that we were together. And he invited me to live with him. He got a job in one fixed place. And the agreement was, oh, you can still travel as much as you want, which I did during that time. But I never felt like that was my place, and I was like, Arr! I was like kicking and screaming when he invited me. I was like, No, no, don't do it, <laughs> Stephanie, don't go. And then I sat with it, and I was like, Okay, this is this is this is okay. We're at peace with this. But I never, some, it didn't feel like my place. It wasn't my place. I wasn't, I wasn't really engaged in there. I wasn't truly settled. And so I was shocked when I found that. Wow, I actually don't feel weird about this Mm. that's weird that I don't feel weird because I my whole life my marriage like I had like a little corner it's like this is all I need just my corner the whole rest of the house is all yours I don't want a house I don't need anything just just me and my little box of stuff that was it (laughs) so totally different yeah it actually feels like this is the first place almost I had a studio apartment that was Mm. all mine for a year right after high school but other than that it feels like this is the First place, certainly the first place I'm cohabitating in with someone that feels like, oh, I'm actually here.
0: Wow, this is my place too. Yeah. Wow, really? Even in your marriage, that's so interesting. (laughs) That's so interesting. This is my first, the place where I'm living right now. It's my first place that I feel like home in. You know, I've lived by myself since my divorce eight years ago, but mm-hmm. I was always so transitory. You know, I knew that I wasn't going and, in and this too. I mean, I don't envision myself living here much longer, but it feels like ah, uh, I'm not trying to get out mm-hmm. of it you know, the other places that I lived by myself, it was like, oh, I'm only going to be here. I ended up living in one of those spots for a couple of years, but I kept saying in my mind, I'm not going to end up here. I'm not ending up here. (laughs) And it was like that search that you were speaking to (laughs) before. And this one, I'm I'm saying that too, but not like I have to get out of here. It's just like, oh, I know the time will come. I don't know when it is, but I feel really grounded right now. And um, I don't know. It sounds like we both are Taking that exhale.
1: Mm. You know, when when I'm, I think what happened is I'm finally at home in myself. Yeah. And I could be home anywhere. And the funny thing is, yeah. I think I could be happy in a relationship with anyone.
2: Yeah. Because
1: I'm happy in a relationship yes. with myself. yes, and that's yes, a, yes. I'm like, what? Now, obviously... <laughs> I'm not talking about someone who beats me and whatever, but I I mean, like there's no more criteria that this person has to meet. It's like, how can we enjoy each other? And let's be together as long as we enjoy each other. And if that's not enjoyable anymore, then I wish you well and I'll go my way. It just feels so much cleaner and clearer to me. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have to keep one foot out the door like I did for most of my life. Like I'm ready to leave yeah. And this is going to, uh, as soon as this gets uncomfortable, I'm outie.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love how you just put that into words. Cause I've been feeling that recently too. And it sounded sort of weird and like disconnected. <laughs> I know. I was like, I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah. It's not Publicly. like, oh dude, you're like the love of my life or ah, I'm just going to wait until the next guy comes in. <laughs> but it's, in a way it is, it's like, I'm so at peace with who I am and you know what? You're just a, like, <laughs> I'm trying to find the right word for it. Like, he's just like an avatar for mm-hmm. the, that um, not that cause I'm already complete, but he's an avatar for me to experience more of the divine masculine yes. um, that, that I can't fully embody myself. Cause I feel that, I mean, I, we have masculine and feminine within ourselves, but it's more of that completion of energy. But I, I feel like, okay, well, if you're not it, then there's going to be another one and and maybe another one, but I'm always going to experience myself fully. And I'm experiencing myself fully without you. And, mm. um, I love that you just said that and put that into words <laughs> and, for, and if your partner's
1: listening, I'm sure you love him. <laughs> it, that's, this is a cool thing. That's, it's paradoxical as well. Yeah. It's like, being deeply in love with this person mm-hmm. and just being together and like from a place of of love that's just beingness it's yeah. not asking for anything or needing anything and just that i can have that with a stranger in a 5 minute conversation yeah but that doesn't mean that i wouldn't choose one person to really go deep with yeah. because i can see things in my partner that I can't see in myself, I get to learn, see myself and learn to love myself in new ways. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, if you've ever read Byron Katie, she talks about, you know, you only ever fall in love with yourself. You only Mm -hmm. ever meet yourself.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I, I love thinking that because Mm -hmm. it reminds me that, okay, this too, if I'm having trouble accepting this, this person, this thing, then I'm not accepting that in me.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And partners are a great way to see that in relationships. It's perfect. True. It's so true. Well, the other
0: thing that was coming to me as you were speaking before, too, is, you know, whenever we make those lists of who our ideal partner is, right? Yeah. Like, I'm so done with that. I think the universe knows way better than me. I know. Well, it's interesting. You know, I I had so many of those lists, especially after my divorce and, you know, and then upgrading. Okay. Yeah. Let's get a little bit more refined here. But then, you know, I was sitting there and I think I might have even been kind of like quote unquote coached. I didn't have a coach, but like somewhere I read somewhere where it was like, oh, write down the qualities that you want that you are or embody yourself. And I was sort of like, well, then why would I need him? And and then I realized hey. as I was writing them down, it was, it was myself that you're, like you just said, yeah. it's like falling in love with yourself. So... I don't need that list anymore because I'm embodying it and cool. That's yeah. Great. (laughs) I'm not searching. That's that searching we were going to again. Yeah. What a
1: beautiful, powerful awareness that, Oh, it takes, I mean, there is no more codependency when you know that all your needs are met already. Yeah. It's just a bonus what you experience with a partner. It's just, Icing on the cake because you got all the bases covered. It's just yeah. like, oh, you mean there's more cool stuff? <laughs> cool, sign me up. I love it.
0: I love it. I love it.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay,
0: so I don't know if you quite answered the question. Well, you kind of did. No, you did. You did. That you wanted to keep. You can make you me
1: ask. You can ask it again if you want. No,
0: no, I remember. I don't the remember co-creation. what it was. You're inviting in co-creation uh, and yeah. play with people. So I didn't know if you had like a brought like a another idea around that, or if it was just more of like a spaciousness around that, or like sp- specifically
1: what I'm creating. No, you don't have to. We're That's asking? what I just meant. If, well, because I do have something specifically. Okay, good. So specifically, yeah, I am. I am creating a community for change-making entrepreneurs where I am generously in like, it's all about generosity and sharing. Mm -hmm. So I want to invite people in like my friends, my peers, my former clients to share. It's like, it's a space where we're all sharing and like creating a lot of value. So that's one thing that feels very alive for me right now. And also this community of writers, which is very new, um, and I'm not sure where that's gonna head, but no. I feel like I'm going to be creating. Oh, okay. Oh, here's the big one. <laughs> All right. This one I'm calling in. This one's okay. a very specific one. Call it in, girl. So, okay, thank you. So, this one, I'm actually doing something called Creating the Impossible right now with Michael Neal. Okay. And it is a 90 day program where we pick what we call an impossible project. And the reason it's impossible is because it's super inspiring. It has a high gasp, grin or giggle factor. Like, Oh my God, if I did that, it would be amazing. But something that I think is about 20% or less likelihood of actually completing. So in other words, I expect that I'm going to fail, but I'm going to try anyway and I'm going to see what happens. So like, magic happens when you do that it also Mm -hmm. takes all the pressure off because now I don't what have I got to lose I think I can't do this so I might as what's what's going to happen if I try right so my project is to publish the novel I wrote a novel in November but to publish it and let me tell you it's not even a readable first draft right now okay and the date will be something by April of, of 2021 so that within the nine days to publish it and also have a blurb written by Neil Gaiman Okay. So if anybody knows Neil Gaiman and okay. can give me an intro, please. Cool. but that's something I'm calling in big time. And okay. I'm just
0: gonna see how far I can get. I love it <laughs> We have to talk offline about writing because as I, I mentioned, I'm writing my, my book too right now. So I would love to. Awesome. Yeah, just you know dive into that. But I love you know both of the other projects that you're working on too with the writers. So I would also, if you can invite me into that, I would be interested to learn more. Sure. Um, and anybody out there too, you know, in our Nomad community will have, if you have links to to anything like that specifically, we'll make sure it's in the show notes. But, and I love the community too, as, and I'll definitely, I don't know if Leah shared with you already, but we have a community that's similar to that and I'd love for you to be there and. I want to create with you, girl. We have similar energy. Let's do it. it. It's yeah. already begun. Even. I know. It, this is the seed. Well, the seed was planted when I put put that post up and you responded. So we're watering things right now. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. Thank you. So, yeah. Is there anything else you want to explore here before we start to wrap it up? There's no rush, but just curious to see if there's something else.
1: I don't think so. This feels really good. It's fun. Good. Yeah. Awesome. So how can people find you? Um, the the best place to find me right now is probably theawakenedbusiness.com. Okay. That's my website. And you're also invited to find me on Facebook. I have actually a no social media unmarketing experiment going on. Okay. So it's changing, but I'm in this, I'm kind of investigating and interviewing and talking to uh, coaches in particular, but entrepreneurs who are not using social media okay. for their businesses. Because everybody says you have to. I'm like, oh, really? Let's see. Yeah. Or who are limiting it in very empowering ways. So using it with f- taking back control okay. of the way that they use social media. Um, but you can find me on Facebook, at least for the time <laughs> being. Um, you're welcome to friend me on my personal profile. I share a lot of stuff there. Yeah. I'm Stephanie Benedetto Padavani. That's a mouthful. Good luck for you if you can try to spell it. We'll have it, and se- we'll also have it the- written out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Or the <laughs> Awakened Business Facebook page as well. I share a lot of stories. I write a lot of stories, um, kind of spiritual stories and also other types, but mainly spiritual guess you'd call them teaching stories, but they're just good stories to me. Yeah. And a lot of pieces, a lot of writing um, about doing business differently, unmarketing, creating content, um, the aliveness in your business, all those good topics. So,
0: yeah, I invite
1: you to follow them there, too.
0: Yes, yes, definitely have people follow you. Oh, my gosh, Stephanie. It's like I got a new sister today. (laughs) I think so. <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh, this is such a pleasure, and I feel like we need to do another check in when uh, your book is published. Well, maybe before that, oh my gosh. but I would love to. Yeah, be one of your um, like little book tours. Stop back in. The oh, space that'd be on awesome! Yeah, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna make a note of that.
0: Yeah, hold you accountable. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. I, it was such a pleasure. And I'm just so grateful that you're in this world and you are, you know, what you embody is curiosity and joy. That's what I see for, from you and, and that you're spreading it in this world. So it means a lot to know that you're out here doing that. So thank you for that.
1: Oh, you're most welcome. Thank yeah. you for seeing that, Phoebe. I really appreciate it. Of course. All right. <laughs>
0: All right. I hope you enjoyed our time with Stephanie. I really did just hearing her journey and, and seeing how she is here to be of service to you all. And we are here as well through myself and through nomad we're here. This podcast is evidence is so if this resonated with you, please, please do a couple of things for us, leave a review. We would love to hear how it's helping you in your world. And you can do that at Apple Podcasts. You can do that at our website. Subscribe to it so you get our weekly podcasts reminders there right in your little box. And share this with people. So if these podcast episodes are resonating with you, our message is resonating with you, and you think that somebody else needs to hear it, please, please share it. Help spread the love. This is how we grow as a community be so very grateful. And there are ways that you can dive in right now with us. Go ahead, head over to nomadalwaysatome.com, sign up for our website. We have an, our mailing list rather, and we have a really wonderful free, a freebie to give to you a little roadmap on how to map out your life and what you and who you want to become. So head over there right now. Let's dive in together, my friends.